Hey, welcome back to Reamp Your Business Podcast. I am your host, Roger Prevo, and I have the one and only Zach Sirisway. He is one of the top realtors on social media in Dallas, Texas, and he specializes in hot new homes in the Metroplex area and relocation. How are you, Zach? Roger, I'm good, bro. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Always excited to talk business, talk real estate, and talk life, man. I love getting to do this. And um, yeah, I know we connected briefly, but getting to good getting to see your face, getting to be on the show. And I know you uh, have some questions for me about overall real estate, overall Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. So ask away, brother. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, well, first and foremost, like how, what, tell me a little bit more about like yourself. Like how did you get started doing this? Like becoming a realtor and doing what you're doing now. Yeah. Okay. Um, so as far as real estate is concerned, man, I mean, I've always had an interest in it growing up. Um, you know, as far as entrepreneurship is concerned, because I'll back up. I grew up in a family restaurant business. Uh, my family are all immigrants. They came, uh, I'm actually not even first generation. I was born in Thailand. Um, I just kind of start from there. My family moved here when I was three years old. Uh, you know, mom and dad worked two jobs each and, um, let's see. So I'm getting notifications, man. I should mute that real quick. I'll put on D and D. All right. So, um, you know, grew up in a family household, uh, four siblings and, you know, mom, and dad were never really home and they started a restaurant business, entrepreneurship, American dream. Right. And so I grew up, I was 12 years old when I started working at the uh, family restaurant and that whole thing kind of led me down this path of being a business owner, being very, very business minded and having to take those kind of responsibilities growing up into the business. I knew at that point, I didn't want to do anything else besides own, besides own some kind of business. And that kind of led me to, you know, um, go through college, uh, you know, having Asian parents are like, you got to graduate college, you got to go to school, you got to do this, uh, you know, the beaten path. Right. And so that was kind of the whole thing. Did school in four years got a job at the office, uh, when Lexus Toyota Motor National Corporation moved from Torrance, California to, um, Plano, Texas, kind of the headquarters where everything at, if you are moving to Plano, Frisco, that's where the area that I actually work in real estate. So I started my career off there. I uh, did a white collar job for about a year. Uh, like I said, it was dreadful, awful. I mean, just a soul sucking thing. For you thinking about starting a business out there, do it. I mean, it's the most rewarding thing in the world, right? But going back to it, I mean, it was just crazy, man. Cause you know, I did that, stopped, uh, stopped working corporate, kind of retired my degree, so to speak. Um, and then yeah, just traveled for a little bit and my dog is barking now. So I'm going to try to see if I can shut that door and make it a little better for y'all. Give me one second. Okay. As you can see, you got to adjust to your environment, right? Like no matter what you're doing, you always got distractions, but yeah, man, um, started traveling for a little bit, came back, did a little, uh, you know, jobs here, a few jobs here and there, kind of managed the family business, right? Uh, did marketing. I graduated with a marketing degree, started training to become a flight attendant in a, I think like 2020 and then COVID went crazy, laid everybody off, could do that anymore. Um, and then got you know, got, uh, started pursuing my real estate degree and 
met my business partner, Laura, who you've chat, uh, had a chance to uh, talk to. Um, and we just, you know, hit it off, started doing business together. And lo and behold, I started hitting Instagram really, really hard. There's a story behind that too, but man, it, it gets pretty long winded. I feel like I've shared a lot about my life. Uh, but as far as real estate's concerned, man, I mean, uh, and, you know, I saw the people doing social media very well, especially on YouTube. I knew that the Instagram platform was really fruitful, but I knew for a fact that I wanted to do business that way because I was very digital marketing heavy. And I knew if there was somebody else that was doing it, I could do it too. So I started consistently posting every single day content for people that people actually wanted to, to see, consume, um, without, you know, basically my whole philosophy was how do I make myself, um, make myself, uh, produce things that people actually want to see and, uh, market myself as a realtor without being an annoying pain in the ass. Right. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, got one couple videos out. Uh, it was super crazy. I mean, just bad, right. It was terrible. Like I didn't, I was cringing watching myself on camera, watching myself do the videos. And then, um, it just took consistency. And then about a month later, I started getting more comfortable with it. Um, I was maybe making a video a week and then, you know, at, at a certain point I told myself, I'm going to like triple down on it and start doing it every day. And now we're about, you know, a year and a half, two years into making videos. And, and, uh, that's just the core part of my business. Wow. Wow. So this all started like when you came here from Taiwan, Thailand, Thailand, Southeast Asia, right below Vietnam and Laos. So Thailand, when you were three with your family. Uh, so, so they, so they came here and then opened up a, a restaurant. Yeah. There were two jobs for many years. I would say like, I would say six, seven years, you know, we had a family of five kids who four of us were born in Thailand. My youngest sister was born here, but they didn't really have a lot. They came here with, you know, uh, their coat backpack and, um, four kids and they worked two jobs at a time. My brother raised me. Um, and yeah, I mean, saved up enough money to start a really small hole in the wall restaurant. And now the, with my aunt and my mom combined, we have, uh, just about a dozen Thai restaurants in the Metroplex. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Wow. So, so this, so, so they're also like, they also share that mindset where they, they like entrepreneurship mindset. To be honest for them, it was just to survive. Um, because working two jobs for, you know, two people at a time while trying to raise five kids, it was just unsustainable, um, you know, for immigrants. And I think a lot of, you know, um, first generation people can relate. It was like entrepreneurship was what they like. They didn't really know entrepreneurship or being a business owner. They knew how to cook Thai food and they knew how to cook Thai food well. And then, you know, uh, after so many years, you just. Uh, build a build an audience or a customer base similar to any business, even real estate. Wow, wow, wow! So you okay? So that's the where you got the inspiration from, and that's why you're here now. Okay, so marketing degree. I mean, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. So you think that played any role in you being so like heavily focused on marketing? You know, you know, figure out that how important it is to market. 
Man, when I when I started pursuing a marketing degree, I had no idea what marketing was. I just knew that I had to put something on a sheet of paper whenever I started for <laughs> whenever I started going to college. Wow. And it just so happened that it fit right in with what I wanted to do here moving forward. But realistically, I mean, it was just so I could get through college and marketing seemed like something that wasn't so, you know, I mean, it was it was just something that it seemed interesting and I knew I wanted to get into business. And so, you know, it was like a math degree, economics, like uh, accounting. And then there was like marketing, which is kind of like flashier. So it's like, all right. It is last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, like growing up, I mean, yeah, I did all the, you know, design, menu design, marketing, website creation, all these things for the restaurant. And it just made a little bit more sense to do that um, in, you know, while I was getting education, et cetera. Wow. I mean, how was it in college with the marketing? Was it easy or? Yeah, I mean, not necessarily easy. I was just, if college is, you know, it's time consuming and, you've got to really dial into like being intentional about just passing your classes because I mean, that's just all there is to it. Right. You build the, and what college was for me was building the work ethic to be able to like, learn how to learn, have the, like, it was all about skill building rather than knowledge. Like I didn't, it's not like I went to marketing school and was like a master at Instagram. You know what I mean? I went to school so that I could, learn so that I could learn more about myself about how well like how I learned put myself in an environment where like I had to learn to um, be successful in that environment and in that I think that's really where kind of like my work ethic just kind of like building out a schedule good at, you know building you know good and bad habits um you know habits in college that you learn I mean uh, whether it's you know re being really good at drinking beer or uh just <laughs> everything else like actually you know, showing up to class after you know having an all-night binger after not studying for an exam or you know being given two weeks and doing it 12 hours before i mean that's you know what i mean like you just kind of build these things that you learn how to navigate life <laughs> more effectively crazy yep 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 wow. yeah wow okay so so college degree you worked at a white collar job and then, um, you said, so what, so you say you were in flight, uh, training, right? So what, how happened? How did it go from college, white collar job to flight training and now becoming a realtor? Like what happened? Yeah, that's a good question, man. So between, I mean, there's some, definitely some gaps and gray areas that I didn't mention between college and getting, you know, that real estate license, but from my like recent memory of just after graduating college and it's really is true like it after you graduate college you start to you start to realize that the the year is just kind of like literally blank right before your eyes right you could like sleep wake up and it's a year later because you're not actively pursuing something and it your days feel shorter because you're not intentional with it in college you got like friends and you do so many things in one day or a one week and it feels like you're like, you know, like the more things you do, the days, the, the longer the days are. But after I graduated, I started working that white collar job and I swear one year went by so fast just because it was like, you wake up, you do the same thing, you sleep, you rinse and you repeat. Uh, and so I went from doing marketing for, um, you know, Toyota, um, 
National Motor Corporation um, to uh, actually Lexus is their, uh, you know, their luxury brand. And so I worked for Lexus, actually. I just didn't like it, man. It was very, you know, I feel like I was investing too much time into something that wasn't sustainable. Like if I were to leave, I would start from scratch. And so coming from an entrepreneurship perspective, I just knew that I wanted to devote my time into something that was going to be more brand building and long-term from a time investment perspective. Um, but then you asked me about flight attendant stuff, right? So between quitting Toyota, um, traveling for a little while, um, went to Thailand, went to a few places, just kind of did the whole thing. Like after college, tried to live my life a little bit. And I've worked, you know, as uh, in the restaurant business for a while, going back to the family business. Then I realized uh, I want to do something else, get more experiences. So I started applying for random jobs. And um, one day the American Airlines called me back and it was a really cool opportunity. I mean, got to go to flight attendant training, which was a total of six weeks, five weeks in uh, vice president training comes in and says, Hey, we got to get rid of you guys because COVID's getting real nasty. Wow. Um, and so, you know, laid everybody off, but in hindsight, man, like looking back, that was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Wow. Really? Wow. What a perspective change now, you know? I mean, I, I guess you were probably, that probably upset. Was it, were you upset about that? Like the day of, or like when, the, when that was, when that was happening? Bro, that was like, flight attendant training was in Fort Worth. I live in Dallas, Fort Worth. Like I'll give you perspective. I was 30, 35 minutes away from the training center. 95% of people flew in from all over the country and like all over the world. Like there's people from Ukraine that came to flight attendant training that after five weeks of no payment, leaving their job, leaving their family, coming here to pursue this, like, you know, being a, uh, just in the air traveling, right? That's a dream for a lot of people. Um, but for me, it was an opportunity for a lot of people. It was a dream. Um, which, you know, I was grateful for, but wasn't like I was dying to be in that position, right? It was cool. And I was disappointed, but I also, I, I would consider myself a pretty resilient person, right? Like, you know, life happens to you. You just got to be proactive. Wow. That's awesome. I mean, the, the, now you get to look back and be like, that was a, a good decision. You know, a good thing that happened. Yeah. The, the heartbreak fell into my lap, man. It was great. <laughs> wow. Also, you've been a realtor for about almost, uh, almost three years, almost three years. Wow. Wow. And you're doing, you're doing great. Okay. So, uh, when did you know you, you had to implement And First of all, quick question. Did you, did you just say, I'm going to start with, I'm going to focus on Instagram or you like kind of tried, you know, YouTube, the TikTok was a thing probably was like, how, how did it go when you focused on Instagram? Well, dude, I started trying to, I started dancing on TikTok and I got no views and I'm just fine. <laughs> no, I like, I don't know. People just started unsubscribing, man. All my friends were starting to jump off the boat now. But I was like, okay, so a good question. I actually, I studied. I, I'm a firm believer in just kind of like studying the people who have been successful on a platform before starting my own endeavor. Because the last thing I want to do is try to come up with some new concepts and reinvent the wheel right off the bat. I feel like adopting 
Like, you know, um, I don't know if you're a fan of hip hop or not, but like marrying a style and then just kind of like playing to, uh, you know, that style, taking, adopting certain things from it and then just making your own. Yeah. So that was kind of the game for me, right? I looked at the people, like an aggregate of people that I really enjoyed watching that didn't seem annoying and salesy and sleazy and tacky, right? And I was just like, all right, this is dope. This is dope. This is dope. So I just started like making a little like literally this notes page is probably like, I don't know, thousand bullet point long. It's just like a bunch of things that I wanted to do for in for social media. And every night I would just look at it and go, all right, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. But my best advice for that is, you know, if it works for somebody else, it'll work for you too. You just got to study it. Um, and then my whole thing is if there's an idea that you have, you got to do it today or tomorrow. If you wait more than 24 hours to do anything, you're just not going to do it. You're just not going to do it. It will leave your fucking brain. You're just not going to do it. True. 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 There are times I come up with ideas and if I don't take my phone out and write it down, my notes app, I'll be like, ah, a new was a good idea. I just, just forget it. That's so true. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, your question with Instagram, man, I just knew that it worked for a couple of the people at the time. It was a very, uh, it was like the amount of people that were doing what I'm doing now, which is like the numbers were crazy lower and it wasn't so saturated yet. Now everyone's doing it, right? Like everyone's trying to do t video tours. Now I feel very fortunate to be ahead of the curve because the algorithm was so different back then. And now the platform, the landscape is so different now. But for me, I just knew that I didn't want to knock on doors and make calls every single day. So I wanted to bring value to the market that besides trying to, you know, uh, instead of being outbound, I wanted them to come to me. So I wanted to deliver enough value to where they'd be like, oh, this guy is super cool. I really want to connect with him versus the other way around. Wow. I mean, that's that's super hard, though. Like, that's not easier said than done because me as a new realtor, when you, like, when I started, I was like, ah, I'm a new realtor. Like, everyone has to know who I am. I have to call my contacts. That's what my mentor was telling me, you know, go out, knock on some doors, introduce yourself and stuff. So, wow. Like, so you, from the beginning, so you didn't try any cold calls or stuff like that? I did for like six months with Laura, actually. How was it? It was fine. I mean, I feel like if I never did that, I would be miles behind on the conversation piece right because even when people are reaching out to you if you're if you sound like a knucklehead you're not gonna you know you're you gotta be able to walk the walk too because instagram what it does for you and marketing this is where marketing um kind of draws a line with sales right in the sand marketing is being able to establish a audience of people that want to talk to you right Sales is being able to have the conversation like uh, professionally and effectively and convert these people or turn the, you know, uh, turn that interest into a client versus just a lead. Because that lead could reach out to 10 other people on Instagram. They probably are. You know, I'm not the only one that they're talking to. But if I'm, if I know my craft and I understand the market, I can deliver value. The things, three things that we always preach in my team is quality convenience and experience quality convenience and experience yeah if i can if you're somewhere else on in new york or if you're in florida on the east coast if you're in cali or if you're in chicago or whatever 
you don't have the convenience to be able to be boots on the ground, do the virtual tour and things like that, right? And if I'm here like on the ground and you're trying to move over here, I better make you feel like you're here in person by doing virtual tours, knowing exactly what's out there. So I don't have to, they don't have to contact me, express interest in an area. Like for example, you're in New York. If you're like, all right, hey, I'm, you know, someone's like, I'm interested in Queens. You're not going to be like, oh, let me try to research Queens in the next three days and I'll get back to you. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why uh, actually a really good idea would be to kind of go around the area and kind of showcase certain things so that people who are moving to Queens or, you know, te Texas, um, they could see and kind of get more of an idea on the ground, as you said. Yeah. I mean, that's who you are, man. Like as a relocation expert, you better know your, you you better know your geography and what's actually in your market. Right. Um, people, people do cool flashy videos, but our, um, our advantage is that we've done it for so long now. We literally know the Dallas Fort Worth area, like the back of our hand. I mean, you could ask me about anywhere north of Dallas, east and south of Dallas within an hour. And I could tell you everything. Wow. Wow, I mean, there's, there's so much more I want to know, but we are running out of time. But I'm going to just keep asking you some questions until... All right, bro. Hit me with them. Um, so what... So, like, how did the Instagram, like... All right, what's the question I'm trying to ask right now? Would you say that, that it has benefited your business being on Instagram? Yeah, man, it creates credibility. You have a name. Um, there's some weight behind who you are. Um, I've had people out in the field, like when I'm showing homes, other clientele that's going on showings with maybe other realtors literally walk up to me and go, I know who you are because I follow you on social media, on Instagram. And these wow. random clients from other realtors, right? And then I see other realtors who I've called for to set up showings on listings. And been like, uh, and I'm like, hey, this is Zach. I'm with so and so. They're like, I know who you are. I saw your caller ID come up. Wow. And they already followed me. And then whenever I was, you know, prospecting on people to bring onto my team, two people that I met that I ended up coming onto my team already followed me on Instagram. So it's just kind of a, like that. I, that already tells you the amount of, you know, um, credibility we have in the market. Me, my, me, you know, my business partner Laura, who is I've actually. I run her entire Instagram account. So, wow. So would you say, so, so now because of this credibility you have, you think it's easier now for you? Like you think you have more benefits than people who don't have the credibility you have and the name, the power behind your name. It doesn't do everything for you, but it definitely, if let's say everyone starts at 0%, it puts you maybe at 30%. And it, it, it creates this relationship where now you're in like this bubble with this prospect where everyone else is just fighting to get inside this bubble with this guy who's or girl who's wanting to buy a home now you're in this conversation with them but if you don't know your shit they're gonna leave that bubble and go try to find somebody else but your job is to know everything there is to know about what they're trying to do and then that establishes that solidifies everything right now this like arbitrary bubble turns into like a solid relationship. And now because you know who you know um what you're doing, they know that you know what you're doing. Um and so it just creates a um it, it creates a trusting relationship if you know 
what you're doing. Like, you just got to know what you're doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. And that comes over time. I'm not saying everyone should do it right away, but, you know, you got to show up every single day. That's all I'm really trying to say with that. So, all right. I'm a new realtor, right? Let's say I am two months into the business. I've I got a mentor. Uh, what would you, what would you recommend I do if, you know, the same thing you said, it's all been outbound. I'm reaching out to people. How do I get inbound like leads and people come to me? Okay. So what are you doing for outbound right now? Right now I'm cold calling Fizzbowls, expireds. I'm cold calling my contact list. Then people know that I do real estate. Okay. Even going outside. Hey, I'm a realtor passing out my cards, door knocking. Okay. <laughs> so that right there, they have something of value to you, right? A home or an interest in buying a home. That's a value to you, right? How do you flip flop that into you providing a value to them without expecting anything in return versus you looking for that validation or that value and trying to get something in return? Oh, I maybe I could help them sell it. Like, just give them tips on how to sell it, or or I don't know. Look at the marketplace as a whole, and look at where people find value. Right. So, my philosophy, and I listen to a lot of Alex Ramosi. That's one of my favorite guys to ever like to just listen to. As far as like, and you might check him out. He just speaks to me. He resonates with me. Um, but he, his philosophy is if the, the amount of time consistently that you can deliver value to the marketplace, like imagine the marketplace is the piggy bank and every single day you're dropping a dollar in, maybe you're dropping $10 in when you put the more time you put in, the more money that you're putting into this piggy bank and you're not breaking this piggy bank for a long ass time. The more money you put in that piggy bank, think about it as like, when you break it, it's going to deliver like, uh, you know, you're going to get all this money, but you're going to get all this value, right? But you're not going to, you're going to fill it up as much as possible without breaking it. Cause if you break it on day three, it's going to be like, well, what can I buy with, you know, a dollar 50 cent? Like it just doesn't make sense to try to try to receive and expect something in return after a short term of providing value. So my, you know, my advice, man, to any, to you, my advice to you, Roger, is figure out a way to deliver value every single day consistently without fail, no exception. And I'm talking like, no matter if you're sick, whatever, try to deliver value, man. Like whatever that looks like, it doesn't have to be video. That's just my, my take on it. Right. Um, but try to deliver value without trying to ask for anything in return. Wow. For how long should I do this? Like, Three months, you should do, five, you, six, a year. You should do it for half a year. Evaluate, evaluate, right? Uh, the whole point of it is you're going to evaluate what you've, like, what that looks like and how good you are now at delivering value because you're going to suck at first at delivering whatever value you are. Um, you might be super talented and you might be good, but normally 99% of the time you're going to suck. But the more that you try, you, the more that you deliver value, even if you're bad at it, like video, I was terrible at it. There was no value there. Nowadays, I built an audience and I built, and the videos have gotten so much better. Now I'm exponentially delivering value every single day to a larger audience. And now they're giving back. Wow. Wow. I mean, you talking about you a little bit, how, how'd you choose to 
Oh, I think the uh, the home tours. Is it because it was one of the, your ideas that you had in the the big line of the list you had? Um. Yeah. So honestly, video. You got to think about it this way, man. You know what is? What do we pay Zillow, Realtor, Redfin, Trulia? What do we pay those guys to do? Give us leads. Okay. And how does that how does that happen? What do they do for us? Whenever we give them money, was it they? they they give us the 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 lead. I mean, they they provided just the information of the people. Okay, what do they do with your profile? Oh, they market it. Yeah, they they put it in the front page, right? Yeah. Okay. How how do they in what the in the way that they do that? They usually have a home, and then the, your your profile's underneath it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So think about an Instagram page. You got your face right there, and then my all these homes are right underneath it, and the algorithm is going to push it to your audience. If you're delivering value to a type of niche consumer, it's gonna push it to that consumer. I'm reaching people from New York, from you know the East Coast, the West Coast, Chicago, Arizona, all the way to freaking Portugal. Like I'm not even kidding, and they get value out of it because it's a style that they like and it resonates with them. And then you put your personality in there and take a cherry on top. Now you have a relationship, but on top of that relationship, you're providing value in the sense that you're delivering to them what they like. Think about your audience. Think about how to deliver to them. If you make them happy, they'll make you happy. Wow. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. That. That's, that's, that's gold right there. Think about your audience. Think about what they like. Deliver values to them that'll make them happy and they'll make you happy. That's my hair right there. Yeah, bro. Like I'm it it'll it'll pay itself off, man. Just start doing things that you think you're like, oh, this person would love this. Imagine like thinking about gifting someone in your like, you know, uh niche, right? Like you're just giving and just don't don't think about getting it back. You're just giving because it's in good faith. If you give in good faith, the law of reciprocation is gonna come back to you. Wow. Awesome. Oh, bro. I know we're almost out of time. I don't want to cut you off short, man, but yeah. what do you think you want to ask me? Final thoughts. Uh, where can people find you? Instagram, Realtor is my handle. YouTube, move me to Dallas is with spaces in between each word is our handle. Okay. Okay, cool. And do you have any plans for 2023 and beyond? Yeah, um, we're going to triple down on our YouTube channel. The production quality is going to be absolutely off the chain. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Uh, we're, I mean, I'm just trying to be more consistent, build out my team, support my clients, and give back to the people that are giving to us. And, you know, we, we love our people. Thank you so much, Zach. Thanks for coming along, man. Roger. Back at you, bro. Let me know if you need anything. And